Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 26, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app, uh, the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locker rooms at Locker Room. Change the way that we talk sports. We're doing a little bit of a around the world today, kind of around the world, a little bit of NHL little bit of world championships, not too much uh, as, as things start to slow down for the Red Wings. We didn't have any, uh, any other interviews or draft profiles booked or anything like that. So we're going to kind of just take you around the league, maybe, you know, have a little fun with it. Uh, but whatever it is, it's going to be a pretty fun episode. Going to talk about our old friend, Kenny Holland. Uh, he might be in some hot water down there, up there in Edmonton. Uh, going to talk about Spencer Knight and what this, uh, this top, draft pick goaltender uh, has done for this Florida Panthers team in game five last night. So that was, that was pretty big there. Uh, and then we're going to take it to Mo Sider. He's been dominating at the world championships, throwing it around with some NHL talent. And that's been good to see. They've had nothing but high praise for this young man. Uh, we're going to get to all of that first. I am Detroit sports editor Nolan Bianchi with us today. We've got longtime Red Wings fan and a kidney stone survivor, Ethan Smith. And we've also got hello. Thank Scotty you for having Bentley, me host of the Bentley show. What's going on, Scotty? How's it going? I am fantastic. I'm absolutely fantastic. Scotty's about to big time both of us. And I know he can't say it on air, but he he's about to literally just hit a trampoline. And like, he's getting dealt. Like not only is he using a trampoline to to jump past us into like another realm of like big time, but he is like getting double bounced by Shaquille O'Neal. You know, not right. that's, that's, that's a hell of a bounce. So that's, a that, that's a little teaser right there. Who knows? Hell we'll, bounce. See. we'll see. We'll see. Um, the Oilers, they blow a four, one lead last night. Uh, they end up getting swept by the jets in triple overtime. Unbelievable. Just brutal for Connor McDavid, just brutal for Leon dry saddle. And maybe most importantly, most brutal for Ken Holland, uh, what were you guys' thoughts on this series, how it came to end, and 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 what the solution is there in Edmonton? Because uh, Ken Holland's got, got some things to figure out. Well, did you guys think he – how did you guys see this series going? I always – like, to me, that the Oilers have had that – they had that run, like, very a couple of years ago. What was it, like, 2017, 2018? They were, like, a game away from the conference final. They went to the game seven with Anaheim. And ever since then, I've been waiting for that one year when Connor McDavid just throws the team on his back, everything else be damned, and they make a, a little bit of a run, maybe to a conference final or something. And so in my heart of hearts, I always think that that, that year is coming, and it just hasn't so far. And now they've got some interesting decisions to make heading into next season. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to be a UFA. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of those guys that they got to figure out what to do with. Over half their forwards are, are RFA or UFA. So, um, lot maybe this can be a chance for them to start to turn a new leaf. But right now, they just I don't know. I I, I thought that they were going to win this series. I did too. And, and I think one of the first off McDavid played like 10 minutes after first intermission, he already had like almost 10 minutes of ice time, which is ridiculous. 
Um, th- here's a stat that was going around the, the Twitter sphere. Uh, I don't know the original source of it, so I can't give any credit, but the Oilers outscored their opponents 91 and to 26 in all situations this year where McDavid and Dreisaitl were on the ice at the same time. Okay, 91 to 26. Without the two of them on the ice, they were outscored 77 to 32. Yep. So with them on the ice, they're on a, a, a plus 70 almost. And without them on the ice, they're a minus 40. That is inexcusable. That is not a team. That is that is one player. And we've seen uh, to a, a similar extent in baseball, This like Mike Trout made the playoffs his, you know, seven years ago and now has not even been back. Whereas the Oilers, granted they're back, but bigger postseason, whatever. But whatever, regardless, two, the two best players in their sports by far comfortably and neither have had even remote uh, postseason extent success, I should say. The really crazy thing is, too, that, you know, it is it is literally a two man team that has gotten them to the playoffs. And now Ryan Nugent Hopkins contract is up mm-hmm. and there was talks early on in the year and those have, were cut off completely because the man wants to get paid. And I don't think he wants to be in Edmonton. I don't think anybody wants to be in Edmonton. I wonder how McDavid doesn't want to be in Edmonton. Yeah. uh, They play. So they Connor McDavid averaged 30 minutes and 24 seconds. ice time a night. Leon dry settled 31 55, which is unbelievable. uh, Overall crazy and goaltending. Let's be real. Had a lot to do with the series as well. Uh, Mike Smith, not his best performance by, by a large imagination. Um, Yes, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe it was a, but he was also having a, a career year in his defense. Uh, whereas on the other side, Connor Hellebuck has a 950 save percentage with like a one point something uh, GAA. So I, that might have a little bit something to do with the two. But yes, you're right. The, the, those two guys are their entire team. Leon Dreisaitl had five points. Connor McDavid only had four. Uh, and that's simply not going to be enough uh, in these, in a playoff series when you're relying on them to, Probably, honestly, like you in in an ideal world, they each end up with like eight to 10 points in a playoff series that you win, which I suppose they were on pace for it if this went deeper. But and that's if they're playing at like 21 minutes max a night, you can't be playing your top two players 30 minutes a night. That's just running players into the ground. Yes. Which that's just just so sad. It's so sad. Uh. Where do we want to go from here? Because we have the the Florida Tampa series has been kind of a riot. Um, we'll we'll start there because oh, I, wait, I got wait I got another quick one here. Oh this wait, is, yeah, I'll actually, throw it to you guys here. What? How many more years are you giving Connor McDavid in, in, in Edmonton? Um, um, like of not making it out of the first round before or he has just to like trade. on the team. Yeah, before he has to get the hell out of there. Well, I mean, with that also is uh, what you think the Oilers are going to do in those years as well. Um, so I think. Uh, what, what draft picks do they have? Are they going to go big fish hunting? They can't. They don't even have a ton of cap space. Well, they will this offseason. I would presume that they'll probably try and reload some of these guys. I don't necessarily know uh, who they will and won't bring back. But like but like Nuge is their second line center and he could be gone. Yeah. Yeah, what if, like, fun. what do you think, what would even the the start, the beginning of a trade package that would land at you, Connor McDavid, even I was, look like? I was thinking this the other day. I don't think five first-round picks would be enough. 
No, it wouldn't. Like I, I'm confident that it wouldn't. I it would. I would literally be money going back, just like the Gretzky deal. It would have to be. It, yeah. It would, yeah, you're probably right. It, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm confident in saying that if you got offered five first, that would like probably make them pick up the phone and be like, okay, let's keep going. But there's like. I'm I'm rather confident that that does not get accepted. Yeah, that that would have to be more. You'd have to either get, like you said, like a just a boatload of cash as well, or uh, like like five firsts and a couple of your top prospects and maybe some NHL ready like like young it would have players to be NHL as well. Like yeah, like you you would it would be like like total assets asset like like picks players prospects everything combined. Like you're looking at what eight assets for Connor McDavid alone. I, I mean, I, I don't think that that's ridiculous to, to think at all. Like would it even be worth it? I guess is my I, point. Yeah, like, is I, that I even, don't think so. I really truly do. as a franchise, would it even be worth acquiring him because of how much you'd have to give up for him? Which at that point, then you're saying, okay, that's not the market for him. If, I mean, maybe there is a GM out there. I guess, I guess that's, stupid. that's a fair, that's a fair assessment. That's what, uh, I don't know. I, I, I so I actually put a poll out on Twitter the other day and uh, it was who has it worse, Mike Trout or Connor McDavid. Uh, I'll give you the results of that right on the other side of this break. Got to talk to the folks about Locker Room. Teaser. Locker Room is the first, yeah, old radio trick. The first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time uh, about your favorite team or sport. Uh Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about your league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find lots of Lockdown hosts, uh, including us from time to time uh, across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, uh, so make sure you get uh, to get started, and we will see you there. Go download the free Locker Room app currently available on all iOS devices. You'll be able to uh, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to find you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown Red Wings room is live. Download the Locker Room app today at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Also got to talk to the folks today about Bilt Bar. Had a Bilt Bar today right before I got back out on the golf course today, guys. I was feeling good, feeling great. Played my first 18 of the year. Guess what I had at the turn? a good old mint brownie built bar. And not only was it delicious, not only did it, it brighten up my day, make me feel more confident add you know, take strokes off my game, but it also filled me up, made sure that I was feeling good and loaded up with some excellent protein. As I went through the back nine, I didn't crumble towards the end. Like I usually do. And it's all thanks to built bar. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. We'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. So just go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code locked 15 L O C K E D one five for 15% off at billbar.com. Darren McCarty comes back with Neyman in front of him. McCarty draws. McCarty in. McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Darren McCarty! All right, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. We dropped a uh, episode 
two, the last two days, an interview with Jesper Wallstedt. He is the uh, top goaltending prospect for the NHL draft heading into to 2021. Um, a lot of people say don't spend a top pick on a goalie. And even he came out. I was, I loved his answer to this question. Uh, if you haven't listened to the interview, I highly encourage you to go back and do so. He's a very uh, insightful kid, uh, very smart, very fun to, to chat with. So go check that out. Um, but he said it depends on whether your team is ready to compete. Well, one of the teams who recently did spend their uh, a pretty high pick on a goaltender was the Florida Panthers back in 2000. And is that the 19 draft now? Yeah, the 2019 yeah. draft, uh, taking Spencer Knight, I believe, 13th overall or somewhere in that range. Uh, and that move pays off dividends. They Drieger is not playing as well as he was during the season. Bobrovsky is not still not playing up to uh, his dollar value. They bring in the kid Spencer Knight. He lets in the first shot of the game and then just stonewalls the Tampa Bay lightning goes absolutely bonkers in the net uh, and, and pretty much allows Florida to see another day uh, through just an excellent game. And that he lit that crowd alive. And now you're looking at it and Oh, look at that. They have three more years of this excellent goaltender at $925,000. Oh, Oh, how That's convenient. Amazing. How That's convenient. amazing. If only they wouldn't have paid $10 million to their to the guy that they benched. And that is why I think that it's not the worst idea in the world to uh, draft a goaltender with a high pick. Because I think a lot of t- things that people always talk about is, well, eventually you're going to have to pay him and uh, you won't be able to win because all your money is going to be tied up in a goalie. But what about those years where he's making $975,000 and then the two to three years after that, when he's only making like five, $6 million. And then once he turns 27, yes, you're going to have to pay him a boatload of money. But ideally, if he's a top pick in the draft, like Spencer Knight is, like Yaroslav Askarov was, like we're expecting Jesper Wallstedt to be, he might be able to jump in in two to three years. And then all of a sudden the Red Wings, they make a little bit of a playoff run. Jesper Wallstedt's on a ZLC, and this team is able to get a lot better at the trade deadline because they're not spending a ton of money on goaltending. I couldn't have said it better myself, to be honest. I mean, we yeah. this podcast has been all in on, on Jesper at, uh, in the first for uh for a while and that that uh just on a broader sense too that series has just been electric in general uh, that's been a that was a really fun series to watch here's a little crazy take florida leaves bob um exposed in the expansion draft and uh hand seattle some draft picks to take them off their hands Ooh, i don't i don't crazy. mind that i don't, I don't know. mind that i wonder take. if uh yeah, be a lot to take take on ten million for seven more years, but yeah, jeez, is that how long it is still? Holy yeah. hell, man! Yeah, I have no idea what would even get that deal done. Um, I want to go that back. Is, first, that is first unreal. And second, maybe a prospect. Yeah, That's a good prospect. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to that thing that I teased right before the break. Who has it worse, Connor McDavid, who has reached the playoffs in the NHL most years? Uh, has had one mini postseason run that I alluded to earlier in the show, but other than that has not amounted to anything and pretty much is, is just a sad little puppy dog who keeps getting bounced out of the first round. Last year it was a qualifying round that technically didn't even make playoffs. Um, or Mike Trout, who uh, gets to live in LA, that can't be understated, um, plays for the Angels, has not made the playoffs in seven years, and is completely overlooked as probably, if not uh, assuredly, the best baseball player to ever live, and it's not even close. 
Yeah. So like, yeah, there's a lot to take in there, right? Because because you have you have Trout who, like you said, living in in LA and uh, and getting paid the the biggest contract in the history of sports. Um, but is uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy too because this year, and this is like, I'll, I'll try not to go down a rabbit hole of baseball here, but like that team also has Shohei Otani who is doing things that. I would argue is probably some of the most impressive displays of athletics we've ever seen in professional sports ever. He is tied for the lead league in home runs while having a 210 ERA as a pitcher. That is, that is not something that's ever been done ever. Uh, The last person to do that was Babe Ruth. And he played when people were throwing 70 and only white people could play like, that's not the same. So Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would say Otani, both of those people, one and two presumed for American League MVP, are on the same roster. And but they same have, with Trisaddle. Right, exactly, exactly. And that, that's a great point. And, and the Angels currently have one of the worst records in baseball in our last place in their division because they have no pitching outside of Otani, obviously. Um, so, like, it's and, – and, and some of that uh, – the angels usually hover around 500 or at least have in trout's tenure. Like some of that is obviously um, the MLB playoffs being more difficult to get into than the NHL playoffs, but in the same token, like, you know, is is it better being one of the best teams to miss the playoffs? You're getting absolutely trounced round one. So I think Connor McDavid has it worse for that reason. I think there it's excusable to miss the playoffs in major league baseball as one player. I think that uh, Connor McDavid, like despite the fact that it's absolutely not his fault, he is, as we just saw on and on the ice for, well, I mean, their games went to overtime. So that average time on ice is probably a little bit crazy, but uh, he's on the ice like a lot. And uh, there's just like this sad, like I said, the sad puppy dog thing with him where he gets humiliated. His team gets humiliated uh, on the biggest stage of the year. And there's that joke. Here comes the Oilers. Like when they blow, when they're blowing a lead and it's like, here comes the Oilers, but it's like in a comment made in jest. Uh, (laughs) And, and there, there's just a lot surround. He lives in, Wayne Gretzky's shadow a little bit, Uh, but Connor McDavid, I would like, I would definitely argue is like, as Connor McDavid is the best hockey player to ever live. And it's not even close. So I think that, you know, taking that into consideration as far as like pure talent goes and the fact that he continues to get stomped and um, like, to me, Mike Trout just kind of plays in an irrelevant market, but Connor McDavid is like, getting embarrassed in a, in a, in a legendary place that he was supposed to bring back to prominence as like the second generation, great one. So sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Trout definitely doesn't have a shadow of anything. The angels are, are historically, um, I don't want to say irrelevant. Cause like I'm a Pistons fan. Like I know what irrelevance is, but like the, yeah, they're, they're definitely not, not a, like they live in the shadow of the Dodgers for sure. Um, and uh and They're yeah basically the brooklyn nets <laughs> right yes uh so so it's super i don't know it, it, it's that's definitely a, a loaded question i would say i would say um mcdavid probably i don't know about who has it harder per se but mcdavid definitely gets 
uh, is going to get criticized more because he plays in a sport where one person can kind of take over and, and dominate more so than, than baseball. Like Barry Bonds never won a ring, right? Barry Bonds has yeah. seven MVPs and like he went a million unbreakable record, records. Right. And lost ironically to the angels. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I, I would say 2002. That's a great look at, goal. Look yeah, at my Boston. baseball knowledge. Lost in seven. Lost Not to seven. brag. All right. Uh, you know what? I really should have made a bet on that with you. Too bad I couldn't place that bet on at betonline.ag because that's, that's the one. fastest and the easiest way. The bet transition. on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. That is, of course, in addition to the NHL and the NBA playoffs, which we are going through right now. Lots of exciting action. Hey, if you had the the Winnipeg Jets to pass through in this next round, then good for you. You earned yourself a little bit of money. If you would have bet the Jets last night after going down four to one, you would have made yourself a lot of money. Could have hit like a you know three four multiplier on there. Uh, before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, before the next uh, what do they call them? The jump ball. Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up bonus and contest information do not sit on the sidelines anymore uh join your teams as they prep for their runs to playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n uh to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts down at center <laughs> back in Back to Fippola. Yes. Valtteri Fippola. 2-1 Red Wings. 7-28 to play. What a play by Pavel Datsuk. All righty. We are back for segment three here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Uh, going through the NHL playoffs, the Capitals are done. Looks like that Red Wings pick is going to be like in the, the 22 to 26 region, uh, depending on where everything shakes out. But... Anthony Mantha, only two points, uh, no goals, two assists. Uh, that trade, not enough to get them over. Turns out that you can have all the offensive firepower in the world, but if you don't have any defense, uh, it's going to be your downfall. Surprised? That Anthony Mantha went cold? No, or- that the Capitals like rolled over and just died. Or that the Bruins, no. like that the Bruins honestly kind of dominated. Like, the Bruins look like no. the, the veteran team that I thought that Washington was going to be in that series. Yeah. I think it just completely flipped what my expectations were. I, as soon as they picked up Taylor Hall at the deadline, I was like, all right, they're, they're, they're prepping. Yeah. I mean, that's a veteran team. I mean, stuff changes when you get to the playoffs. And I'm, if you're adding somebody of Taylor Hall's caliber, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting them to go pretty, pretty deep in the playoffs. That is the first time that he has advanced past the – first round in his NHL career, um, which maybe is in our uh, supporting in my favor, you know, let, lets me off the hook for picking the Capitals in that series. They'll go on to play either the, the Penguins or the Islanders. Islanders take a three, two series lead uh, the day before we recorded this. So now two days ago, uh, just a brutal move by uh, Tristan Jari uh, turns the puck over in overtime. The Islanders take it there. Uh, did either of you guys catch that one? And what was your reaction to that? Because in my opinion, the Islanders, they are not flashy. They are not, you know, the, the most skilled team in the entire world, although they are pretty damn skilled, uh, but they are a team that is going to make you pay on a mistake like that 15 times out of 15. I, I just definitely can never root for Pittsburgh. So 
Um, Me neither. I'm all. I'm all. And plus, I really like the Islanders too. I love the way they play. Like it's it's the epitome of team hockey. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I love watching it. Um, people say it's boring and stuff, but it works so well, and they do yeah. it to a T. So I, I wanted them in the beginning of the series, and also the uh, that goal that Jari that giveaway. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to see, but I guess we've all been there. Uh, any goalie's been there at least once. So, oh, well, too bad it happened in the NHL playoffs. <laughs> you know, the uh, Islanders are a lot like the 04 Pistons. Everybody said they were boring. They didn't like watching them and, and all that other stuff, but they ended up winning. Greatest five alive. The best five alive. That's right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of teams that you can't root for, the Colorado Avalanche swept the St. Louis Blues pretty handily. Nathan McKinnon, six goals, three assists, nine points in those four games. He was absolutely nasty. What do we got on the Avs? Can you root for them? Do you like them? Do you think that they're going to go all the way? Because it's kind of looking like they're absolutely nasty. I like the – it's a weird situation where I really like the players and I love watching the players play, but like, it's also the avalanche, you know, I like agree. I can't, like, it's a really weird dynamic that I've created for myself. Um, Cause I'm really big fans. I am a really big fan of that roster and, and almost all the people on it. And I think that they are one of the most fun teams to watch in the entire NHL, but um, it, you know, it do be the avalanche. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to save my, my take for them until they play Vegas, just because I think that's going to be a series that, that those teams are going to kill each other. If yeah. they end up playing Vegas. I mean, the thing with Vegas is like the, they, they're having a series with the wild right now. It's, it hasn't gotten to a game seven, but where they are like completely dominating everything. And it kind of reminds you of that last year's series against Vancouver where they got taken to a game seven because they were out shooting them like 60 to 12 every game, but they just couldn't freaking score. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a situation that happened last night. The wild had 13 shots on net and one, I think it was four to two. Um, and the wild had like 40 shots in the second. I can't remember that might be hyperbole, but I feel like I remember seeing last night that the, uh, golden Knights had 40 shots on a goal in the second period. You want to talk about good goalie play. That series has had some, yeah. some, uh, some damn good goalie. Cam Talbot out of nowhere. Yeah, man. For nowhere. real. Yeah. Like so, I was like, nasty. That was a bad season away from being out of the NHL. And he's nasty. Lightning it up, lighting it up right now. Shot attempts in that second period were 40 for Vegas, three for Minnesota. Wow. So there you go. That'll do it. You got to feel for Vegas a little bit. If they don't get past like the wild are super fun. And I think I'm, do I, I think I'm, part of me is rooting for? Are, are you guys rooting for the Wild or are you rooting for Vegas? Vegas. I've been I've been rooting for the Wild. I think I kind of have to. Um, like you know, yeah, I, I'm not pressed either way. I don't think I have to feel bad for Vegas. You you come into the league and make the cup immediately, and then you've only had like deep playoff, well, relatively deep playoff runs since. Like I don't know if I have to feel bad for you. Yeah. I guess you're not wrong there. Um, Moritz Sider, we'll wrap mm. up with this, uh, has been absolutely killing it over in the World Championships. Germany yesterday Evergreen upsets the Canadian. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Germany upsets Canada uh, three to one yesterday. Moritz Sider has 16 minutes, 54 seconds on the ice, four penalty in minutes, two shots, uh, no points, but 
they were talking about him during the intermission and there was a shout out to ice hockey gifts at ice hockey G. If you're not following him and you are a Red Wings fan, you are making the biggest mistake of your life. Big but time. they, uh, they were, he posted like, or they posted like one of these, um, the, the clips of them breaking down Moritz Sider's game during the intermission. It says like everything he hits, he destroys. Other players can worry when they make a hit. Oh, someone will come after me. He's not concerned about that. He'll just grab another one. Um, and love it. He's playing without respect. Uh, he's not worried about the consequences and he's doing it now against NHL talent. Like he threw Troy Stetcher around the ice. Yeah. How about got, that? Got a how about just got a penalty ragdolling, uh, but not, uh, it wasn't just like a toss, like literally what completely airborne ragdolled him yeah. with ease, which was a penalty, but yes. uh, no, and I wonder like how, uh, like how much, if at all, like he'll have to change his game a little bit when he comes over to North America because he might get like popped for penalties early because he does play. And I've said I, I've brought this up uh, about a year ago, but I brought it up like in relation to injury concern. Like he's just a little bit reckless sometimes. And uh, I think, you know, once he gets a little more controlled with his physicality then things will uh not that things have been bad in any regard but i do think that'll definitely be something that he kind of has to fine-tune uh as he makes his way in the nhl as fun as it is now that he's just kind of like a heat-seeking missile and just like screw you guys i'm gonna kill you it gets the hype going that's for sure it gets the it gets the hype of him coming over this season uh yeah definitely get those juices absolutely Absolutely. Uh, last thing I got for you, Jay Fresh put out the um, it was like the the defensemen who were last and wins above replacement uh, this year, shooting adjusted. And Mark Stahl was like six from the bottom. So um, you're a big war know. guy now. I've I've I always have been. It's like the easiest one to understand. I mean, sure. It's just like I slowly this many I've wins. <laughs> I'm no, sure. no, I've always been in the war. I've because I've like I've always been in the war like through baseball. Like I would write a lot of the I'm couple years ago. You. I had these um basically like Saturday column assignments for the Detroit News where I would just like pick something random and be like be like, oh, here are the 10 worst teams in Tigers history. And then I'd just like spend hours upon hours on baseball reference, just digging into numbers and being like, holy crap, that's crazy. Yeah, so. that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. And and war is like the best, gives you a pretty good idea of that stuff. So anyways, uh, we got Ted Coffin coming on. We're going to talk to him Wednesday night. So to the night that you're listening to this, we're going to have him on uh, for Tuesday and or for Thursday and Friday shows. Maybe we'll do a little How Do You Feel About a Friday with Ted. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we did a How Do You Feel About a Friday. So we will have to make sure to get that in. Uh, anything else that you guys got for today? Um. No. Oh, uh, Montreal and Toronto. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to happen tonight. Um, we, the results will be known when people hear this. Um, what is, who's who's going to win? Montreal. Two I'll two. take the Leafs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, sorry. Last thing. How cool is it to see Cole Caulfield immediately like being an uh, important player for the Canadians? Like being out there during the final minute and a half, six on five. It upsets me that he wasn't there the first what two games yeah I yeah mean, it is kind of stupid is. yeah but. it doesn't make any sense to me yep uh i don't think i think takiemi was out of the lineup in game two and yeah. then he ended up scoring in game three um or no suzuki scored last night right 
I can't yeah. remember. Uh, all right. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.